Little by Time. My name is Terry Toop, and today's show will be called How Low Can You Go? We'll talk about the creation of the electric bass guitar and its evolution over the years, the, the, the distinct features that helped the bass guitar to what it is today. So it's been a lot of years. We're going to talk about a bass that came about years and years ago over in, uh, in Africa and in uh, Eastern in Eastern music. So we'll get into that. Uh, we're going to talk about the holiday weekend. Uh, I guess, you know, yesterday was Good Friday and tomorrow will be Easter. And it was Passover during the week for our Jewish friends out there. And also there was a Palm, last weekend was Palm Sunday. So it's a mirage. Of, I mean, it was like a different holidays during this month of April. And we'll talk about, we'll get into that a little bit. But we're going to talk about the creation of the electric bass guitar. For the time being, we're going to listen to Mr. James Brown, and then we'll get into the show. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Mr. James Brown in Cold Sweat. And that bass guitarist on there was Mr. Bernard Odom. And let me tell you, if you listen to any of the James Brown songs, he has what they call a downbeat. So it'll go one, two, three, four, boom, dump, ba-dum, All his, he has a lot of songs with a downbeat. So if you listen to, this is a man's or dun, 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 da, 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 da. Doom, this is a man's world. And you hear the downbeat, plus you hear the bass sound of Bernard Odom. And over the years, it was Bernard Odom and another bass guitarist that played there. You know him, Bootsy Collins. Bootsy Collins is wild too, but the majority of the James Brown um, songs was uh, the bass guitarist was Bernard Odom. All the classic James Browns was Mr. Bernard, uh, Bernard Odom. So, and I'd like to say thank you, Miss Lily Gaga, for coming on the show. I appreciate it. So our emphasis today on the show is not going to be, oh, it could be a little bit about information technology, but we're going to talk about the the uh, um, the formation of the electric bass guitar. 
Okay, some years, I, you know, I think the bass guitar is, you know, okay, we got a guy in the back playing four strings, very thick four strings, and he's just plumbing. No, he's just strumming the fingers on the on the thick strings. Let me tell you right now, the bass guitarist is the driver behind majority of the music you hear nowadays. Okay, so I don't care what your genre is. It could be uh, folk music. It can be country, R&B, hip-hop, uh, jazz. We're going to get into the jazz because we're going to make a little emphasis on that today. Also, we're going to talk about that. But we're going to talk about all genres, though. Uh, we'll try to get everything in, ladies and gentlemen. But if you don't have a bass guitar in there, you're not going to – you can't get that steady beat, okay? So if you ever notice in the majority – of James Brown songs, he's got a big bass in there. So if you know music, I don't know bass. I do know, and like I said, you know, guys, you heard me talking on here. I'm a former saxophone player. So my music was done in treble clef and bass guitarist is bass clef. So it's ever, like I said, how low can you go? So bass clef is a step below what you play in treble clef, okay? You might play a G, it might be an F or an E in bass clef. So it's always a step below, okay? Depending on the key that you're playing in, you know? If you're playing E for alto saxophone, most of the times it'd be a key of, depending on what key it is. You might be playing some F sharps. You might play some C sharps. It might in in treble, but in music theory and bass, it's going to be something totally different. But you're going to play within that realm of that. Basically, most songs are scales, okay? But you're going to play in that realm so you can be unified and sound together, okay? So we're going to get into it. We're getting to it. Mr. Lily Gaga, thank you again. Thank you for listening. I know this is a holiday weekend for some, some, for some people uh, that are out of town or just visiting or not want to hear any uh, podcast. But I figure, you know what? Let me throw one in here. And uh, and we talk. We're not gonna talk. We're gonna talk a little it, but it's gonna be on the more of the music end. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. And we're gonna talk about that. But um, if anybody has doing anything special this weekend, drop a line. Let me know uh, and tell me what you're doing. And you know, it's like uh, for me, ever since the NCAA uh, basketball game ended on Monday. Uh, the championship game. I'm a big college basketball fanatic. I know some of you know that. Um, and NBA is like wasting time playing these uh, games. I'm not a big baseball person. So this is going to be my week out to cool out. I'm going to cook a brisket on my smoker today. And basically that's it. That's the crux of my day today. So we're going to sit back and enjoy this podcast. And I hope um, the other people come on and listen because I think you'll. I when I did the searching for this, I was even shocked. Okay, so yeah, so we're gonna get started here, and and I just want to say thank you to Miss Lily Gaga. Hello. All right, all right, all right, here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so if any's been listening to my show, uh, it's been a year 
little over a year and some change that I've been on here. And I'm a big music fanatic. You know, like I said, I'm a trained saxophone player. And I enjoy listening to all different genres. I'm mostly a jazz person and old school R&B, very old school. I do listen to, I'm not a big country person and music-wise. I do listen to some of it. I love the blues, okay? Um, some classical is pretty good. Uh, but I do, I love the uh, house music. Still do to this day, 30 years later, still listen to house music. <laughs> All right? And there's a lot of bass in there. So we're going to get started. So like I said, we're going to talk about how the bass came about. And over the years, how it's gone from this monstrosity, but they still use it, the, what they call a double bass. They still use it, but, you know, bands were doing, we'll, we'll get into it. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. So the show today, we're going to talk about how the bass was really started in the African and Eastern music. Um, so they had a, 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 a instrument, okay? You know, it had few strings and they played a horizontally um, to predate the electric bass, uh, bass guitar. The device, the, the instrument was called the Imzad. Uh, it was played by the Tuareg people of Africa and in Senegal, in Kalam, Senegal. And then there was another instrument that was called uh, Jimbri. If I pronounce these words wrong, Email me, let me know the pronunci- uh, the correct pronunciation, and I will do my best. And it was played by the Nawa. Okay, so the, basically the Imzad was a, was you know, it was played for the people in uh, African, in uh, Senegal. It was a single string bowed instrument. It was, it, the body was made out of wood, calabash or wood. So if you go online, look this up. If you go on any of the websites, if you go on Google it, or you go on Yahoo, put in Mzad, which is I-M-Z-A-D. You'll see like a person wearing um, their garb, and it's a, it looks like a, a round, almost looks like a banjo, but it's just one single string, and it's got this long, um, oh, how can I say, like a long, um thing that they had when they play a violin the bow okay and that was considered a bass back in the day okay so you know over the years it got you know from symphonies and everything and majority and then came the 20th century uh there was a double bass the double bass was extremely big but it was very popular back in the beginning of the 20th century and you know you had the swing band you had your uh you know swing and jazz was supreme you know you had the guys who were performing but the problem was was that bringing a double bass everywhere you know say for instance you got a gig over here like like if you're playing in manhattan right and you're doing a show on uh let's see at birdland okay but guess what? You're all the way down in the village, okay? Then you got to pack it up. 25 pounds, ladies and gentlemen. This doesn't sound much, but 25 pounds to look around is a lot. Then savings, you got to get, you got to do uptown. Now you got to find a place to put it in your vehicle, go uptown. Okay, say you're playing Carnegie Hall. Going from mid from downtown to midtown is not pretty with a 25-pound bass guitar. 
that's big, okay? And that's, that's really, really, really hard. So right around the time of the swing and everything else, um, we're going to talk about the Gibson came out with an uh, acoustic bass, all right? But still, not the same as what you see nowadays. And then in 1933, American Paul Tuckmar created the Model S36 bass fiddle. If you look at the picture of it online, it looks like a giant. Remember the steel guitars they had? Well, that's what it looks like, okay? That's what it really looks like. And it's crazy. If you go online and see the picture, you're like, how the hell did they play that thing, okay? Um, it was a short scale neck, a saw body with an electromagnetic pickup. So they tried it. It was just so big and heavy again. And it was just something, you know, that was not working right. So some guy by the name of, um, you heard of him, Leo Fender, of Fender Guitars, he decided to uh, come out with the, in 1951 with the precision bass. Now, if anyone that's out there that knows jazz or that plays music that requires intonation and everything, the precision bass is by far the bass, one of the best bass guitars on the market today. All right. Fender came out with a precision bass guitar. Uh, the frets were made easy. Okay. Uh, and the vibrations and strings, uh, and the strings were turned into an electrical signal through the pickups. You didn't have that with that big, the other thing we were talking about. It looks like a steel guitar. All right. So the bass guitar was now evolving from a heavy piece of steel garbage to a precision bass. Okay. And then. The sound was unbelievable in the 60s with the bass guitar. And the jazz bass was very, very popular. Um, uh, the performance of Jet Harris, James Jamison, we're getting to him. James Jamison played um, all, all the Motown classics. If you ever, ever get a chance, please get a DVD called The Funk Brothers. The Funk Brothers were the band was the band that did the classics Motown songs. My Girl, um, all the Marvin Gaye stuff, him and Tammy Terrell, uh, the Four Tops. It was the band. I get it. The thing is, but this band was phenomenal. It's a very sad video. You're going to look at it. It's going to make you cry. But Mr. James Jameson, he played it, that bass guitar, My Girl. All the classics you got we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more okay so the pickup on the bridge offers a better middles whereas the pickup closer to the neck offers more bass okay so this is another thing that, that that came about with the precision bass all right and then in the 60s um rock rock came along everybody knows rock okay rock and roll the beatles pink floyd janice Joplin, jimmy hendrix led zeppelin <laughs> The Rolling Stones, The Who, Joan Baez, and The Doors, they grabbed musicians, bass guitars, or basses, 
for the group because they knew they were the driving force. You know how everybody looks at the, the league, the electric guitar, you know, you got your Jimi Hendrix, you get the John Lennon, you get Eddie Van Halen and all those. But if you don't have a bass player, okay, you can't rely on the piano or your synthesizer all the time. You got to have a bass guitarist, okay? He's the force that's behind there. And you really need that. And the majority of them were buying the, the Fender Precision Bass, okay? Um, also, preamps came along. Uh, so you had a low, low bass, but the preamps brought up the highs. Let me repeat that. The preamp took the low bass and brought a high so you could actually hear the sound, the intonation of the bass guitar, okay? So play the highs, play the lows high, okay? And it brought a great sound. And, you know, we're going to talk about some of the jazz guitars. We're going to talk about two in particular. We're going to talk about Mr. Jameson, and we're going to talk about Jaco Pastorius also, okay? And as uh, there was experimentation in the bass guitars, and, you know, everyone think of the bass guitars that one guy, you know, faceless, playing the four strings, but no, they are the driving force of the majority of the bands you see out here today. And like I said, the, and then like in the 70s, they came out with a six-string bass guitar. And we're going to talk about that. And we're going to get it to, and then it came out with a contrabass. But we're going to sort of talk about other stuff that started happening in the 80s. That's the time when I grew up. Let me tell you, the 80s was the bomb. <laughs> anyway, so the 80s saw pickups in the bass guitar, uh, volume and tone dials and improve. Um, just the technology got better, okay? So you had the bass guitar that was now, instead of four strings, you got five strings on there. And some of them sounded like synthesizers. You know, I understand you got these sound engineers that are really, really good that can take a sound and dwarf it into something else. But when you have a bass guitar, you got to have somebody that can play these sounds. And, and now you're going to hear, now you're hearing nowadays guitar, bass guitars, well, five and six strings, like a regular electric guitar. And it sounds so good, ladies and gentlemen. And then now, so after 90 years of the bass guitar, you're going to have, you have, now you have subcategories of where these basses are now. So you got some that electric bass, electroacoustic bass, a fretless bass. We're going to talk about that. Uh, what they call it ERB, which is an ER5 or six string bass. All right. Like I said, they got, nowadays today, they have the, you know, your choice of preamps, your amps, your heads, tubes, resistors. And like I said, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, it's just that technology is take is really really we're talking yeah, we're going to talk it information technology has even came into the music industry okay and you know like i was saying the pickups are different okay the frets are different and then you have unbelievable sound that's coming from this and it's unbelievable it's so crisp and clear nowadays all right now we're going to talk about oh before we go any further uh, i wanted to say thank you to my next 
person that came in. Thank you for coming on. And we're going to talk about particular jazz artists that um, I've come to listen to, you know. And he is uh, Mr. Jocko Pastorius. All right. Uh, it's If you ever get a chance, ladies and gentlemen, please check out the story of Jocko Pastorius. He is he was head above bass guitars. You know how everyone talks about the Stanley Clarks. They talk about um Paul McCartney. Jocko was another, he was a head and soldier, a head and shoulders above everybody else in the bass guitar game. All right. So we're gonna talk about him. Um Jocko Pastorius, he was a phenomenal bass. You, you gotta listen to his music too. And it's, his life was cut short. We'll get into that also. So he was a jazz bassist, a composer, and also a writer. Um, he played with Weather Report, um, Wayne Shorter, Joe Zawinul, and other. And he also performed with um, Chick Corea and Herbie Hancock. And he did songs with Pat Metheny and Johnny Mitchell. Um, he played like a funk. But it was mostly jazz, it, just a phenomenal guy. Um, then this situation came in where Jocko was, he started acting strange and come find out he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. And then it didn't help. He was doing drugs. And I hate to, like I said, he was a phenomenal bass guitarist. He was by far. If he had his schizophrenia treated, he would be here with us right now, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Jocko died in 1987. Um, like I said, he suffered from drug addiction, mental health, and, you know, he got hit, got punched by a bouncer, and his brain hemorrhaged, and a few days later, he died. Um but he is by far one of the premier bass guitars you could ever think of. And I don't care what anybody else says. You, this guy was talented. There's, I'm going to talk about some of the other bass guitars out there. So Jocko, what he did in the beginning, he took out the frets out of his bass guitar. All right? He turned it into a fretless bass. You got to look at the story. You, um, you know, he took out the frets, okay? Then he, what he did was he coated the neck of his bass with a boat epoxy. So it made, it just, it's just a sheer, you know how pretty that looks when you put epoxy on anything. It's really sheer. So it did, it coated the, um, it coated that, that, um, the neck and it looked, you, you got to see it. You got to see the video. And so what it did was it, it brought out the music to sound more powerful and unbelievable. This is something that Jocko Pastorius did. You have to look at, if you go to YouTube, I'm gonna play his music after the show, but if you go to YouTube and look at his bass guitar and what they call it now, it's called the, the ultimate bass of doom. Yep. And Jocko Pastorius, um, lost his bass guitar 
in New York. And it came back. It was in the um, guitar shop. Someone got it. And Mr. James Trujillo, he's a bass guitarist for Metallica. He got it back and he has even performed on it. He got it restored, but not, you know, the best he could do. But um, they sell the uh, the ultimate bass of Doom. Uh, guitar Center, I looked it up yesterday. It's $2,100 guitar, bass guitar, electric guitar, bass electric guitar. It was by far one of the greatest inventions and ideas for someone that wanted to express himself in music, but he was fighting schizophrenia. And like I said, if you look, um, I bought the DVD on Amazon, plug for Amazon. Um, ladies and gentlemen, it will, it's sad, it's happy, but it's sad when he starts to fall the drugs and the schizophrenia and and it's sad that he people try to help him. He was institutional. He was for a year in uh, Roosevelt Hospital in Manhattan. Everybody knows where, where that is. There are people from New York. Um, he was there for a year and he came and signed himself out and uh, he just never recovered. So if you look at that DVD, DVD, ladies and gentlemen, to explain the whole thing, what I'm trying to tell you, he was by far one of the greatest bass guitarists, and I've listened to so many over the years, okay? And we're going to talk about that also. Next person we're going to talk about is, like I said earlier, Mr. James Jameson. He was the bass guitarist for, like I said, all the classic songs on Motown, and people don't realize Barry Gordy was getting so much money. These guys were not making that much money for Barry Gordy. And so they performed, they did their thing with Motown because they're under contract, and but they weren't making that much money. So at nighttime, they had to go out to little clubs and, you know, make money that way too also. But Mr. Jameson was a bass guitar. He's rated one of the greatest bass guitarists ever. And... His sound was just eclectic, okay? He could hit the string, and you could hear, dum, 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 dum. He could hit that string so tight, you swear to God, you thought he's breaking strings all the time. He never did. It's just that he played it so hard, and his fingering, from what I understand, is like not the conventional, but it got the job done. He was just a phenomenal um, guitar, bass guitarist, and... He was uh, a very good session bass guitarist also. And like I said, you, you another DVD. If you get a chance, check out that DVD, The Funk Brothers. He is mentioned in there. He did die in 1983, but, uh, you know, cirrhosis of the liver, stuff like that. He just, um, but the guy was a phenomenal bass guitarist. You, you gotta listen. You gotta watch. Get the DVD. Go to go to YouTube. I mean, not YouTube. If you go to YouTube, they'll talk about it, the Funk Brothers. It was a collection of guitarists, piano players, and um, Mr. Jameson. You got to you got to get that, please, ladies and gentlemen. It'll bring a tear to your eye. Also, the way Barry Gordy treated them when he left from Detroit and moved out to Los Angeles. And just basically said, you guys are on your own. But if you get a chance, please, please, please check out that DVD, The Funk Brothers. All right? Uh, Mr. Jameson was rated one of the best. He died August 2nd of uh, 1983. 
1983. Um, um, Jocko Pastores, he died back in. Jocko died in September of um, 1987. All right. So two legends of playing bass guitar. We're going to talk about next. We're going to talk about some of the uh, some of the guys you know, you know, a few guys you might know. Um, uh, Sir Paul McCartney. Now he plays the opposite. He doesn't play the right way, right uh, hand. Basically, plays the left. He's talented, unbelievable talented, and he plays piano too. Paul McCartney with the Beatles and his solo work, unbelievable. He's rated one of the best bass guitars. Um, Chris Squire from Yes, unbelievable. Um, On Over Lonely Heart, um, you know, all the Yes songs he did. He was that bass guitarist, they're driving forge. John uh, Marcus Miller, Jet, oh my God, he is phenomenal. Now, I think he plays. Now, let me go back. I know Paul McCartney plays a Rickenbacker. I don't know about Chris Squire. I think he plays. Marcus Miller plays a bass. I think he plays a. He plays a, a Fender Precision. Stanley Clark. You talk about. He designs his own uh, bass guitars. Let me look that up for you real quick. I think they're called a Lembeck. I could be wrong. If anybody's out there, correct me if I'm wrong. Um. I'm almost positive. This is a, a Lumback bass guitar. And I almost like that. He has power. And he plays a crazy bass guitar. I think that's what it is. It's a Lumback. Yes, it is a Lumback, a Lumback's uh, bass. And that's what he plays. And he designs them also. And they're not very cheap. <laughs> they're not cheap at all, ladies and gentlemen, but he designs them. Okay. And let's see. And yeah, uh, he plays a Lembeck short scale basses since 1973. So there you go. All right. So John Entwistle for the Who. He was just slow. He was just charismatic and cool bass guitarist. One of the best out there. Okay. And Victor Wooten from Bella Fleck and his solo point. He's excellent too. You got to listen to him. His bass guitar is so high pitched. You swear to God, man, is he playing the bass or is he playing an electric guitar? No, he's playing the bass. So you got to listen to him. He's really phenomenal. Bootsy Collin. Everybody. <laughs> Jerry, he played with James Brown and uh, Paul and Funkadelics, and he does solo work. He's heard on the um, that album with um, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack, uh, Silk Sonic. He's on there too. <laughs> he's a he's a great bass guitarist, also. Robert Trujillo. I just mentioned him earlier about how he was able to go to a guitar shop in Manhattan and get the base of doom um the original base of doom uh jaco pastore's guitar he has played it uh, i think the family is i guess they have ownership of it it's not clear but they have some kind of ownership of that uh base of doom and who else nathan east from foreplay um phenomenal he plays a five string 
He plays a Yamaha. If you listen to him, um, he, you know, you know the jazz group for play. He played in that, in that group, and they're not back together since um, the guitarist died. I think it was Chuck. Oh, I forgot his name, but uh, but um, he plays a Yamaha one, and it sounds like a synthesizer. You gotta listen to him. I saw him in concert when he came to DC, so he has a nice. So he's been playing with uh, he played with Eric Clapton. Prior to that, he played with Barry White. So unbelievable. And then we can't forget the ladies. Oh no, no, no. All the ladies out there, we can't forget about the ladies' bass guitars. You know, so let's talk about some of them. Carol Kay. Now she's in the 80s, and she is the the mother of the bass guitar for women bass guitars. She played for 60 years, okay. If you listen for she I did the research. Carol Kay played the bass line for the Beach Boys. Good vibration. Dum 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 dum. That's her. I don't care anyway. That is Carol Kay. I found that out yesterday. She is playing the bass guitar for the Beach Boys. So she's done music for the Beach Boys, Barbara Streisand, you name it, she's done it. This young lady right here who's from Australia, tall uh Wilkenfeld. Oh my God, that little woman can play the bass. She's phenomenal. She plays a Fender. Um, she performed a lot with Jeff Beck and she's performed with Herbie Hancock. Yeah, she's really good. You go to YouTube. Hang on, give him the pitch to Google. Um, check out Tall. She's playing with Jeff Beck. Uh, God rest your soul, Jeff Beck. But she is a phenomenal bass guitar. She's done some shows with Herbie Hancock also. So check her out. She's really good. Michelle Nodicello. Um, she's done work with Shaka Khan and uh, John Mellencamp. And the last person we want to talk about is Gail Ann Dorsey. She's that drama. Um, that the album. Um, with Len- she's play- She plays with Lenny Kravitz. Uh, Fly Away. That's her on the drums. Gail Ann Dorsey. She's played with. She was played. She toured with. She was with Tears for Fear for two years. And she even performed with David Bowie. David Bowie. So, and there's other perform uh, bass guitars out there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm sorry, I let them. Oh, I'm gonna tell you one who's really good. Sting. Sting when he was with the Police and the solo work, he's another one. He he. Oh, unbelievable. Sting was really good, and he's still performing as we speak. Sting is still performing. He's in the 70s now. I saw him back in the 80s. Yes, I'm old people. And uh he, he plays a really good bass guitar. And uh yeah, so yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I thought I just um you know just thought I'd do a little show, a little music, and you know, they you know, I figured why not? You know, we're gonna listen, we'll give the technology, even though there's a lot of technology involved in bass guitars. Um and you know it's great that we're able to talk about you know this technology using everything now music is a lot and i went to a show last year where someone used their ipad to mix the music you don't rely on the big soundboards they have software installed on their ipads and they can control it wirelessly go figure okay Okay, hold on. I'm going to find out what kind of bass this thing play. 
It doesn't say uh doesn't say what kind of bass he plays here. Uh, let's see. We'll do this this way real quick for everybody. Real quick for everyone. And I hope everyone's enjoying the weekend and enjoying themselves. And you know, it's a little chilly here in Maryland. And it's supposed to be a little bit better tomorrow. And hopefully we'll have a nice end of the week's work day to start on Monday. And hold on, stand by, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna find He plays a nineteen fifty four Fender Precision. Wow. Yeah, he plays a Fender Precision bass. Wow, he plays something that's. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, that's all you ever hear is a Fender Precision bass. Most of the bass guitars that are out there, they play that. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to end the show on this note. I hope everyone's enjoying the the holiday. So I'm going to say happy Easter to everyone um, and happy Passover. And if I left anything out, I apologize. But um, enjoy your rest of your weekend, rest, rest of this weekend. Enjoy yourself. We're going to leave on this note. This is The the Chicken by Jocko, the late and great Jocko Pastorius. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you get a chance, check out those two DVDs I told you about. The Jocko Pastorius one and also the one about the Funk Brothers, the guys who were the backbone of Motown. But on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say thank you. Goodbye. Enjoy your day. Stay warm. And enjoy yourself. We're going to end it with The Chicken by Jocko Pastores. Take care, everyone. Good evening, everybody. I'd like to say hello to my mother.